mind if I join you? You're the world-famous detective, Hercule Poirot. Avenger of the innocent. Is that what they told you in the papers? And you are innocent? <laughs> You're fun. A passenger has died. He was murdered. The murderer is on the train with us now. And every one of you is a suspect. <laughs> so, let us catch a killer. A man was rummaging around my cabin in the middle of the night. You are certain it was a man? I know what it feels like to have a man in my bedroom. What did you think of the dead man? You leave her out of this. Did he have enemies? Pick a number. The real killer is right here. What are you people? We are surrounded by lies. I'm sleeping here, where everyone can see me. And I can see everyone. Who takes up the knife? Cannot trust a one. Another one? gentlemen and welcome to the living room film festival podcast my name is joe hartenstein with me this week is eric peterson that's me hello hello have you been eric uh pretty good very good how was your week oh well actually as a matter of fact before we start with the podcast proper i wanted to kind of give a follow-up uh and it is something that happened this week follow-up to one of our episodes recent episodes the foreigner which is check chan Currently in theaters, yeah, exactly. Which we recently found out is based on a novel mm -hmm. called The Chinaman. The Chinaman, uh, yeah. So uh, Jackie Chan was an executive producer on the film, uh, and although uh, people do refer to him, characters do refer to the Jackie Chan character in the film as The Chinaman repeatedly, mm. and mm, I, I winced. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, what year does the when they did movie this. take place? Now? Uh, yes, now. Okay. Yeah. Um, because they they refer to the troubles, the the Irish, you know, the IRA bombings, the troubles, uh, and they say, you know, that that happened twenty years ago, and and so it, it is a very current. Oh, because it's a sequel to Blown Away. Oh, just well. a little in joke for anybody who actually <laughs> listens. That's right. That's right. Um, so we did do an episode on the foreigner. Uh, you should check our archives for that. That is uh, the archives at the lrffpodcast.com. You can listen to that episode for maximum enjoyment. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So I I saw the movie, and um, it, good, great, it, bad, fun. It, it, it was good. It was good. Um, Which is better than just it was fun. Right, because it was good. I'm I assuming so. it was both good and fun then. Absolutely, you know, um, Jackie Chan. He's getting getting older, and uh, he did do a few, you know, fight scenes and things like that. Uh, but for the most part, he was playing more of a stocky kind of, you know, hide in the shadows kind of character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, stealthy. So it was very good. Um, he, like we talked about on the episode, uh, we got the impression that he had some kind of mysterious past. Yeah. And he did. Wow, we nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice job, trailer cutter. Uh-huh. 
way to go. Made they, us look real smart. They uh, they sold it correctly. Um, I will also say that the final film did end up looking or er, reminding me a lot of Taken. Okay. Yeah. It did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which we, th- you know, it looks like it's gonna. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It looks. It looks like Taken. Looks like that kind of older, you know, special forces dude uh, yeah. getting out there and uh, revenging for his daughter. Which uh, uh, there should be a movie called Revenging. Revenging. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I guarantee that would do well. Mm-hmm. The sequel to the Revengers. Yeah. Yeah. You know who would play the Revenger? Ooh. Who? Jason Schwartzman. Okay. I don't know why. That's okay. I'm just <laughs> trying to break him out of his typecasting. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got it in him. That is an interesting choice for sure. Uh, so overall. So overall, very good. Um, I did want to say a couple things. Um, about the picture, uh, Pierce Brosnan, you know, was very good, and and he uh was allowed to use an authentic Irish accent, which he doesn't. Uh, oh, he nor- just spoke normally. Ha- yeah, like right. himself. <laughs> I don't know if it was his Irish accent. I assume, you know. Wouldn't that be weird? To do a different lo- locality Irish accent? Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, you know, you figure maybe he grew up in boarding schools and he had a bit more posh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Either. Posh upbringing than this kind of rough around the edges uh, former IRA soldier, which is what he's playing, now mm. politician. Um, Can we spoil it? Can you tell me if he was the bad guy all along? Oh, I don't want to spoil it. All yeah, right, fine. sorry. <laughs> fine. Um, Here's a question. Yeah, please. After watching it, mm-hmm. did you get anything that you didn't get by just watching the trailer? Or is a trailer all you need? You can just watch the trailer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's there- across the board I was asking that question. Right, right. You don't need any move. Just trailers. You're set. Right. Uh, there was a really neat uh, knife fight scene that Ooh, that was enjoyable how delightful um was jackie chan in it jackie chan was involved in the knife fight yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. uh fighting a much younger man mm-hmm. so that's enjoyable um and so, oh, that's en- so that's enjoyable oh and i will say this um so there's one image that will really stick with me um and that is after well it's it, it's Right there in the plot of the movie that his daughter dies in an explosion quite at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that was in the trailers. That's not a spoiler. Right. That's the revenging. That's the why he's that's why he's revenging. <laughs> that's the purpose of revenge. And so, um it's after she has passed away. Um uh he's sitting in her room and he's just kind of, you know, ta- ta- grieving. He's taking it all in and he's just staring at the camera, and the camera pulls back slowly, and it's something that really struck me then, and I think that the image, mostly because they they hold on him for so long, it really etches that image into your head, but I I started thinking, he is doing Buster Keaton. Like, he loves physical comedy and and just movement in general like he talks a lot about if you ever listen to interviews he talks a lot about Buster Keaton he talks a lot, a lot about Harold Lloyd uh-huh. about um Gene Kelly you know uh about all this choreography and um and his face in this particular shot that I'm talking about is blank because he's just exhausted you know 
um, and grieving and, and, and numb, probably. But it looks like a shot of Buster Keaton. Just the way that he kind of cocks his head. And, and I just thought, that's so interesting. I, I'm pretty positive he had that in his head. If he's listening to this, you're probably making him real happy. Oh, you think? Yeah. If so, Jackie, write us. Write us at joe at the lrffpodcast.com. Please do. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, Mr. Chan. You know what else was funny is that you referred to his daughter as having passed away. and I just Very violent like, explosion. Ah, my daughter, she passed away. Oh, w- what happened? She was murdered in a, a bomb yeah. hit by the mafia. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I would say my daughter was killed. Mm-hmm. No. She no. slipped away. Yeah, <laughs> she slipped away. Uh, you know, at a in a peaceful, peaceful way. I have a uh, a friend from back in St. Louis whose um, parents who was also exploded. <laughs> yeah, who d- who died? Uh, no, he uh, his parents are uh, immigrants, and so their English is not their first language. And one of the things that they say about family members is so and so expired. Truly. Yeah. I love it. Uh huh. Where are they from? Uh, India. Ah, expired. That's what they say. I like it. Yeah. No, he has expired. This week, we're talking about someone else who has expired. Uh-huh. Uh, we're talking about the new Murder on the Orient Express. That's right. Yeah. Uh, out out uh, this coming month. Kenneth Branagh. And we, Yeah, exactly. And we haven't seen it. No, we can't. It's not out. So we don't know if it's any good. Um, and we don't even know. Like, we're, we're not going to spoil the movie. Even though the book has been out for quite a long time, hundreds of years, <laughs> hundreds of years <laughs> since the Gutenberg printing press. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this movie has been out, or this uh, book rather. Anniversary of Martin Luther last week, and exactly. uh, I think Orient Express was right behind him. Right there, yeah, four uh, ninety-eight, and so um, so we're not going to spoil it uh, because they might end up taking the adaptation in a different direction. We really don't know. That That is how little we know about this. Does Branagh dare? I think... I mean, has he has he ever butchered Shakespeare in such a way? He's bold. Bold. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh's bold. Bold. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's known for. So, come along with us. Uh, we're going to recommend a couple movies that you might want to watch before going out to see Murder on the Orient Express. And... Uh, This is the Living Room Film Festival podcast. back that was a great intro i ran a mile Uh oh you're you're not winded a bit you're like uh jason Bourne. yeah but i ran a 22 minute mile okay so uh so that's a lot of time it's poor okay all right that's a stroll i wouldn't know no that's that's a grandmotherly pace okay uh and like an unathletic grandma at that uh you do know you used to walk Ten miles a day. Yes, but uh, as far as how long it takes to to do it, was all of your walking speedily it was just nine hours? 
because that's how long my shift was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just a stroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just walk as far as I walked and during the duration of my shift. Anyways, enough about our employment history. Please. Let's talk about um, Murder on the Orient Express for 10 seconds. Okay. So that we can talk about the movies that's reminded us of. Right. So Murder on the Orient Express is the new uh, film directed by Ken- Kenneth Branagh and starring Kenneth Branagh in an adaptation of Agatha Christie's novel of the same name. Uh, and it and they're also on an eponymous train. <laughs> the Orient the Express. The Orient Express. Yeah, sure enough. Um, and what ha- the... What has happened in this film is that uh, all these guests are passengers on a train. One of them is murdered, and uh, on the Orient Express. The not before world's greatest detective, Hercule Poirot, gathers. What was that? Hercule Poirot. 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 How do you spell that? He's Belgian. I don't. He's Belgian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Yeah. All right. Um. He's Belgian, yeah. He's Belgique. Um, has uh, he's the world's greatest detective, according to this trailer, and his according to his mustache, and according to himself, which is yeah. straight out of Tombstone. Oh, I love this mustache. It's big. Yeah, it's we're intense. gonna we're gonna talk about mustaches a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. My movie is the mustache. Okay, very good. <laughs> the Yor- Yorgos Lanthimos, <laughs> the mustache. <laughs> wow. Why I not, right? I knew that was probably a real movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so um, uh, Hercule Poirot sets out to solve the mystery. Yeah, so we just got a bunch of people trapped in a train where yep. someone was killed, mm-hmm. and nobody's leaving until they figure out who'd done it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he can solve the mystery before they pull in. It seems likely, as he is, in fact, probably... The world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, the cast is. Oh, it is a home run cast. fest full of all stars. It's funny because we did just like I said, we just saw the Foreigner and we saw the trailer for this movie, uh-huh. Murder on the Orient Express, uh, ahead of it, and my wife uh, turned to me and she said, "All star cast," which is something that she says often, but usually for trailers of those like Gary Marshall holiday movies, uh, uh-huh. which she means it when she says, you know, give me an example. Oh, uh, like if she'll see Ashton Kutcher, Julia Roberts, Sofia Vergara, you know, got it. Um, in a, the modern television stars in put a trailer. Together yeah, exactly. Yeah. She'll, she'll be like, all-star cast, and she'll be genuinely excited to sure. see that movie. <laughs> um, but she said, all-star cast, and I told her, I agree with you oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in this case. Yeah, who doesn't have an, an Oscar in this film? Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. That's who. Going for one. Yeah, nods, plenty of nods. So, I mean, um, we're going to pronounce all the names in Belgian. We're going to pronounce oh, all got, the uh, Belgian names in Belgian. Okay, fine. Uh, we got Kenneth Branagh. Branagh? Branagh. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, is it Judy Dench or Helen Mirren? It is Judy Dench. Judy Dame Dench. Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Uh-huh. Um, Josh Gad. Josh Gad is in it. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Uh, um, the Fife. Yeah, sure. Michelle Pfeiffer. Did, were we talking about Mother a couple 
Yeah. Shows ago. Mm-hmm. Fife is just making the rounds. She is. She's After quite a pause, and at least in my purview, was she the the Fafifacents. The Fafifacents. The, the McConnaissance is now the <laughs> the Fafifacents. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Why um, not? Okay. Uh, well, this only goes in one direction. D- oh, sorry. Just to, just to round those out. Yeah. Though. No, please do. Um, Derek Jacoby, Leslie Odom Jr., Daisy Ridley. We're having a great time. Who's Daisy Ridley? Daisy Ridley is um in the new uh, Star Wars franchise. Ooh. Yeah. Is she the one that makes friends with the BB-8? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. She's BB-8's friend. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> yeah. Although she's dead. No. Yeah. No, that's the other spoilers one. Spoilers for... Yeah, no, that's the other one. Spoilers, yeah. spoilers for Rogue One. Spoilers. Everyone no, dies. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Not Rogue One. <laughs> Anyways. Um, talking about movies... Where somebody's dead. Yeah. Who everybody seems to know. They're sure. the dead person. They're trapped. They can't leave. Locked room mystery is, yeah, is, is generally it? what it's... Uh, or not necessarily that, that they're all together. That That's a parlor scene. But locked room mystery is, is generally like, oh, here's this person that died, and there's... There's seemingly no way that it could have happened. That's what a locked room yeah, mystery is. Yeah, got it. Like, everybody here is innocent, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. <coughs> so, um, this obviously reminded me of the escape room I did two weeks ago. Oh, nice. That I want to talk in depth about right you now. You should tell me about it. <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about Clue. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, 1985's Clue. Mm-hmm. That if you haven't seen, A, I'm so sorry. Get out there. Get out there. Go see it. Yeah. It's available at your house. One of three endings. All three go, endings go are going to be available to you. So if yeah, you don't know, right. there's no spoiling Clue. Because okay. uh, Clue is exactly what we're talking about. Uh, uh, it's a murder mystery, and obviously everybody knows the board game. If not, right. welcome Ad- to the podcast, whatever country you're from. Adaptation of a board game. Adaptation of a board which, game. Which went well. Like uh, We've had some adaptations of board games uh, of late. Battleship. And, right, and they've not gone very well. Did you give Battleship a spin? Uh, I tried. You did? Yeah, sure. That was very kind of you. I know. Very polite. <laughs> Do what I can. That's like, I would have slammed. Like, why are you still talking to the Mormons at the door, Joe? Shut the door. Like, <laughs> nah, I just want to hear them out. Yeah, I got to be polite. Yeah, Battleship uh, is... No one the Mormons of movies. No one says the line, you sunk my battleship. Stop it. It's really true. I mean, no matter how good or bad that movie was, that's somebody, what you need to have somebody should have looked dead straight on <laughs> <Yeah>. the camera. <laughs> you sunk my, my battleship. battleship. Or and a smash cut to a missile a third of a second before it hits the yeah. battleship. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hard You're line. Right. Roll credits. 30-second movie, everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah, everyone would leave happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. Two minutes of high-tense drama, that's it. Or Ooh. pretty sneaky, sis. That should have got in there somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and then just throw, just saying. hi, kids, we're home early, in there. <laughs> just because, like, that's the next commercial you would have seen yeah, back in exactly. 1993. Um, that's a Talkboy <laughs> reference. Talk boy if, pen, yeah. If we have a younger audience. If we have an audience that's generally under 29, mm-hmm. they might not be aware of what a Talkboy is. Nope. In which case, check it out. It's called Home Alone 2. Get out there. Get out there. Lost in New York. Lost. Donald Trump's in it. Donald Trump has a cameo. Pre- the current president of the United States. Not for long. Well, we'll see. I mean, at most seven years. That's right. <laughs> in the in in the run of things, not very long. <laughs> Considering that this book came out hundreds of years ago, yeah, that's, that's right. Where is yeah. this presidency going to land? 
Um, anyway, this is another big group cast effort. Mm-hmm. Lots of um, oh yeah that you like. Um, oh God, I was reading for a moment that John Landis was in this movie, but no, he is a scriptwriter. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got Tim Curry, Michael oh McKean, um, Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, Madeline Kahn. Yes. And then I kind of run out of name familiarity with Leslie Ann Warren. Can you fill me oh, in yeah, Leslie sure. Ann Warren? Yeah, well, Leslie Ann Warren um, is uh, Miss Scarlet in the picture. That's very good. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> if you don't know the, the plot of the board game Clue, it's exactly what we've already talked about. We're not going to go into it. But it's a very, very um, silly, silly movie that in no way admits its own silliness. Right. This just absolutely nails um, over-the-top drama as comedy where nobody winks. Plays it pretty straight. Yeah, yeah it's, it's and, straight and that, all the way through. That's, I mean... And Tim Curry leads us through this movie yes. with brilliant execution from start to finish. He is the butler of the house. Yeah, Wadsworth. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Body has perished. Mm-hmm. Leaving. Plays plays Mr. Body Lee Ving of uh, I think Fear. He was like in L.A. He was in an He's L.A. In the punk movie Fear, L.A. punk band Fear. Oh, got it. Not the Mark Wahlberg. Not that I know Fear. of. Got it. <laughs> cool. Um, so all of the ensemble arrive at his mansion. Yep. They they're all they're summoned there. Yeah. Uh, they're summoned under mm-hmm. some pretense. Mm-hmm. Um, they all seem to have some kind of a foul relationship. They're all beholden to, yeah, to he has Mr. Body in some way. Much in the way of like uh, unusual suspects where Kaiser Sosa has got something over everybody. Mm-hmm. That's how I guess people do things. So that's why they're all showing up here. Yeah. Uh, and one by one, these kind of tales come out uh, that they do this. And they all now, as a group, are set to the task of discovering which of them was the murderer. Right. This is very important because none of them... Uh, you know, believe themselves or, you know, will admit to being the murderer. Right. So everyone is very interested in proving that anyone else did it. Yeah. So that they can... Their own innocence, yeah. Be innocent and free of their, essentially, debt to mm-hmm. him, which uh, Wadsworth is holding over them until they can find out who did it. And it goes on and on, and, like, it's just hijinks after hijinks. Um they're chasing each other around this ridiculous mansion with ridiculous clues. Right. Again, uh, played really straight. Super straight. And you'll <laughs> have you know two people in a room that see the most innocuous thing. Mm-hmm. And they'll go on and on about it and believe that they've solved it. Mm-hmm. And then... Two just, plus one. Plus yeah, one. It's just all for naught. It is a brilliant script. Yeah. It's, it's really... I hate to just sit here and say, like, it's good, it's fun, it's funny. Yeah. But, like, there's no, like great joke to tell or part to recall because it's good from from a to z mm, mm-hmm. and, and you just keep you just want to keep watching it kind of charmed by tim curry's silliness mm-hmm. and if you don't know who tim curry is please watch this movie because you'll really have a good chance uh yeah you're gonna want to watch other tim curry movies if you've never heard of tim ke- curry oh yeah you watch this movie you will want to watch tim curry and whatever he wants to show you yeah what else? What else can you go check out, Tim Curry? And you've got um, oh, um, lo- loaded weapon. Sure, yeah, loaded <laughs> National <laughs> Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. It, uh, it, uh, which is a mini series. So it, where uh, he plays Pennywise, though, doesn't count. And but if you've Googled it recently, since yeah. it just came out, mm-hmm. um, 
weeks ago, months ago, I'm not sure. A- as of the recording of this podcast, yes, uh-huh. that's right. At the, here we are at the near the end of the first year of Donald Trump's uh, presidency. <laughs> um, but if you Googled it and you got a result that wasn't from the new movie, right? that was Tim Curry. Yep. Looking all creepy, haunting my dreams when I was a wee lad. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's also in Oscar. He's in um, what's Oscar? Oscar? Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a gangster farce starring um, Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you've that. never seen it, you should see it. Um, Isabella Rossellini. Um, yeah. Y- y- Remember when Letterman hosted the Oscars and he went on and on about Isabella Rossellini's name? I thought he went on and on about Uma Thurman and, and Oprah. Oprah. Okay. He did both. Okay. Or maybe it was a different night, and he was on his Uma? actual show where he was Oprah. talking about Isabella Rossellini being too sick to come. That might be. And he was going, Isabella, <laughs> uh, she a sick. Uh, Isabella, she a too sick. Wow. Which he did the whole show as Letterman was uh-huh. trying to do. But she came on another time. She didn't seem offended. Okay, good. Oprah? Uma. Uma. Yeah, Oprah? That, that, that was definitely from the Oscars. Uma. Because I remember that. Which only Dave was finding funny. I loved it. Yeah, no, uh, people at home, <laughs> I think, were into it. Yeah. Uma and Oprah, I think, were just a little confused. Not, not amused. Is this a joke? And the answer was no. But I'm going to continue yeah. to do it <laughs> until, until it is a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Until, yeah, he was really planting the seeds for this podcast right now. Uh-huh. Dave, just shoot us a quick email. Let us know you're still listening. Love that beard. We approach it. Oh, yeah. You're looking, you're looking like you quit. It's amazing. Big fan. Um. Okay, so the, uh, the Madeline Kahn. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you go on. Yeah, go uh, on. Madeline Kahn, uh, such a great performance. That that, in a career of career performances, this is a career performance. Wow! <laughs> you know, bold. Yeah, uh, she uh, just always hits it out of the park. Hilarious. Um, and and this is one of her best roles, uh, as Miss White. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Michael McCain's very good. Eileen Brennan is so funny. Uh, she's Miss Peacock. Uh, we could go the, on and the on. Frazzled, you know. Yeah. Yeah, frazzled. All late. Yeah, it's just everyone is a huge character, right? So you're right. not going to see anybody up there. You're not going to see a Pierce Brosnan phoning it in with an Irish accent. No. That's not what you're getting from Clue. Mm-hmm. You're getting top quality nonsense. Right. And I think that that uh, connects to Murder on the Orient Express, the, the new one. Um, in that you have all these people making big, bold character choices, and they are acting, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, they're doing the thing. Yeah, this is not, like, method-style, like, act. you know, get this emotion inside of you and right. play it like yourself. This is, I am here on the Orient Express, and I did not kill this man. Right. Type of, you know, uh, not like that, though. Don't. Don't not watch it because I just did that voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're we're not here to tell you what to do in the uh, comfort of your own home. Once you've watched the movies that we recommend that you yeah. watch, yeah, exactly. But it, you know, it's people like they're embodying a character from a novel. They're bringing all the details from that as they can. Right. And that includes a voice. That includes a look. And some of the looks are pretty great. Killer mustache here. Um. Anyways. Clue is great, and th- and the main thing Clue that we were referencing earlier mm-hmm. is when it was released. If you don't know oh, Clue, yeah. Clue, the board game, you play it. Not it's not the same killer every time. That's the point of Clue is that you randomize. You're determining who the killer, where they killed the guy, and what they used. Mm-hmm. And um, 
in order to replicate this, they filmed three completely different endings yeah. without advertising it and released it to the theaters. Um, the idea being that you would... On Monday... Confuse your friends when work, talking about school, it. Yeah. You'd start talking about what Clue, how you saw Clue and what it was, and uh, right. no one would have the same story. Right. And it would take people a while to figure it out. And I only wish that I hadn't been one and a half in 1985 that I could have gotten to enjoy such a thing. Because right. I didn't see Clue... The first time I saw a clue was on Comedy Central when I was, you know, say seven or eight. Yeah. And yeah, home video would be the same for me. Yep. Yeah. And Comedy Central would play it straight through with one ending, cut to a commercial, and just like uh, play the okay. next ending, do a commercial, and play the third ending. Oh, that's great. But they also wouldn't explain it. Yeah. It would so just end three times. Yes. And <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what was going on. You couldn't Google it. Right. The yeah. internet barely existed. <laughs> Al Gore was still thinking about the weather. That's right. Yeah. This was hundreds of years ago. This was, uh, yeah, 498 years ago. <laughs> right after Martin Luther posted those <laughs> things. Anyways, go see Clue. 15 stars out of 16. Go. You know what? Just see Clue. Don't even go. Stay right where you are and see Clue. Yeah, because you should be in your car. That's right. In your living in your room. your home. With your family. Popcorn machine. <laughs> Popping out of the uh, cigarette lighter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 Anyways, uh, we obviously are making ourselves laugh a bit. Um, yeah. What about you, Joe? Uh, you, how creative did you get with the movie you want to recommend? All right. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Just stab me right in the back. I mean, I took Clue from you, so it's That's fine. Uh, no, I knew that one of us had to talk about it. I mean, come on. Clue is, is a classic. Um, another classic uh, that it reminded me of is Murder on the Orient Express. Love it. Yeah. The 1974 Sidney Lumet picture. Um, Is it Lumet or Lumet? Uh, it's Lumet. He's a New Yorker. Uh, he's well, that's disappointing. He's an American. That's disappointing. No, he's great. You should see interviews with Sidney Lumet. He He's like a down and dirty filmmaker. Or he was. He, <laughs> he Elaborate. Away. What's a down and dirty filmmaker all about? Oh, just like he, uh, he wrote this book um Called, I believe it's called Making Movies. Okay. Uh, and Sounds apt. And really, it should, like, the G in making should be dropped, and it should be apostrophe. <laughs> making movies. <laughs> yeah, he's just making movies. <laughs> uh, because he talks about, <laughs> or an alternate title to this book could be F the Teamsters, <laughs> because he <laughs> goes on rants about the Teamsters. Just in his book? In, like, two or maybe three places, <laughs> he talks about how much he hates the Teamsters. Because he has to deal with them with yes. movies and just, like, these guys are always late. This yes. Huh? It's wha it's hilarious how angry he is at the Teamsters. That seems fair. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it, it, he, he just made films by any means necessary. He was in the early, like, uh, well, not early studio system. But he was in the studio system um, before, since the 50s, anyway. Mm -hmm. We've talked about him on the podcast before, actually. Mm -hmm. He he directed um, an early version of 12 Angry Men. And what, are you just trying to embarrass me now? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know. Oh, okay. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, oh. That guy. That, that dude. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, he's uh, Sidney Lumet. Okay. Um, New Yorker. New York guy. New York dude. 
um, worked with uh, Sean Connery a few times, and he did in this picture as well, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. 1974. And Sean Connery played the original Orient Express, correct? He was the train. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Choo, choo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's how he sounded. <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, um... Again, I'm I'm not gonna spoil too much about the plot and what goes on. I will just yeah. Let's say talk about what you can talk about. Yeah, I will just say that um, Albert Finney plays Hercule Poirot in this version, and uh, and he's wonderful. <laughs> like he's uh, gonna crush Branagh, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, again, you know, it, it's it's all just how stylized the film is gonna be. It, that'll dictate. And obviously, with Brennan at the helm, he's in control of how stylized it is. Uh, so you'd assume it's going. The answer is going to be very stylized. crushed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. And especially, um, we talked a little bit about it uh, off mic. Um, the movie seems to have the look of contemporary, you know, pictures. Uh, we were talking a little bit about Inception, but there's also like, you know. Um, the Great Gatsby, like that kind of uh, image yeah. of thirties uh, opulence, exploded for the middle. What are what are we in now? The teens. Yeah, must be at this point. Goodness, I can only. We're in the late teens. Well, let's see. When was Donald Trump elected? Oh, that was sixteen, right? Sixteen. Yeah, so seventeen right now. So whoa. okay. So yeah, um, that 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 kind of image of Art Deco. Yeah. As we have it now. Uh, Seems to be all over this trailer and the production design of this movie. The the trailer has, you know, normal shots in a normal beginning, but then the last minute of it is a one minute, very slow walk through, Uh through one car. Oh, yeah. That's right. And it's, um, I don't, was there a cut in that? No, I I think it was just one tracking shot of of all the principal characters. Going to be in the movie? Got to be. In that way? Well, it doesn't. Pro- probably not going to be with that, the that could have been shot for the title trailer. cards. Yeah, probably not with the title cards. Yeah, but like I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out if it has cuts in it when you see it in the film. Mm. Uh, it could very well be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they did have you know characters speaking uh, here and there. Yeah, and so they they could do inserts of that sort of thing. But it was a great shot. I love yeah, that I shot. Yeah, I love that slow waiting, and then you finally reveal Bran at the end mm-hmm. as. Everybody has trouble saying it's P-O-I-R-O-T, it. P O I R O T, right? P O I R O T. Yeah, I believe you. Th- I believe that is correct. P- yeah, uh, just confirmed. Just P-I- confirmed. Okay, R-O-T. and then it smash cuts to Branagh with. I'm not a huge Branagh fan. I'm gonna tip my hat and all the other hats to the mustache on his face. I'm assuming it's real. Because that would be that would be unacceptable <laughs> yeah. if you're fronting with that. Come on now. But as soon as it cuts to him, and I think this every time I see Kenneth Branagh, mm-hmm. isn't your first reaction like, ah, oh, why not Kevin Klein? Kevin Klein would uh, be often. so much better. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> he's often. even cast Kenneth. He's even cast Kenneth Klein in things. Uh, it's Kenneth Klein, Kevin Klein. Right. What's happening in my mouth? Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin Klein is clearly a superior actor. <laughs> in every way. Every way. Much yeah. funnier. Much better. Why isn't Kevin Klein in this movie? He can movie? sing. He can sing. 
Uh, oh man, well I I'll tell you this just a real quick aside about Cle- Kevin Klein. Um, when I heard that Bill Condon was making the live action version of uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh-huh. and that um, that Kevin Klein was cast in it, I was like, oh that's awesome. He's gonna make a great Lumiere. And then they were like, uh uh uh. Yeah, who is he? He plays Belle's father, Maurice. Oh. And papa. papa. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor plays Lumiere. Mm. I just think it's Passing a missed opportunity. I mean, I, I, I realize that he's older. It's fine. I really think it's a missed opportunity. Oh, yeah, they screwed up. Yeah. They screwed Wonderful up. Lumiere. Uh-huh. And I mean, like, they got Angela Lansbury to play the teapot lady, right? Nope. <laughs> what? Nope, she's passed. She Ooh. expired. Oh, she expired. Fair. <laughs> no, it's uh, Emma Thompson. Oh, she, she's I get those two well confused. Cast. I get those two confused a lot. Um, she's well cast in that picture. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't actually. Emma Thompson, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Didn't mean <laughs> to make a joke at her expense. Right. Write us. <laughs> Miss Thompson. And so uh, Albert Finney plays Hercule Poirot in this picture. Um, and uh, I just want to kind of go through and match up a few of the few of the people with their contemporary cast members. I, I think that might be Yeah, since we can't spoil it. Fun and interesting. And we don't know you know, we can't talk about the movie right. and its plot. We're gonna talk about the people that make the movie because this movie's gonna be ninety nine percent acting. Yeah. B- the like the w- book's been out forever. They're not gonna shock anybody no. unless Brenna gets bold. What the picture what the nineteen seventy four picture is yeah. is um a little bit of um establishing Everyone get getting on the train. You get a, a like bit minutes. of a flavor. Yeah, exactly. M- meh, 20, 15, 20 minutes okay. of everybody gets on the train. You get a little bit of a flavor at a dinner where you see everybody interacting with one another and kind of uh, an establishing, you know, character. And then everybody goes to bed. The person that dies, dies. Then the next morning, the mystery. And... Hercule Poirot uh, interviews each of the suspects. So it's individual two-hander scenes okay. of him interviewing. I've never heard the term two-hander scene. Oh, yeah. That's just a... Ask a your mom. Okay. I'll ask <laughs> my award-winning screenwriter mother. That's right. She'll she'll tell you about it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, just two-handers where um, it's a person being interviewed and the interviewer. And then... Resolution, like that's pretty much what the picture is. Uh, and does resolution mean I've scratched you off the list? You're not the killer. No, re- resolution means then we get everybody together and I tell you who the killer is. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's a series of interviews. Yeah. Then, like it. It's like a long tag run. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so uh, you get to see everybody's everybody's different acting style kind of show, shown off. Uh, and, and again, these big, bold character choices that they're making. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I said we'll talk about mustaches a little bit later. I want to talk about Albert Finney's mustache in this picture. Ooh. Okay, so it's not quite as full or wide Okay. <laughs> as uh, Kenneth Branagh's. Well, what he's got going on is... is it's is, impressive. It's Tombstone and a Half. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Sam Elliott with No, it's not even. It's bigger. Yeah. It's bigger. Mm. It's it's older. the 
bread off. <laughs> it's the Sam Elliott Chia Pet version of <laughs> Yeah. It's it, it's a white and gray Yosemite Sam. Yeah, for sure. Without a beard. Um so it's not quite that that big. But uh, apparently I haven't read the the book, Murder on the Orient Express, but um Hercule Poirot is quite proud of his mustache. Yeah, it's a part of his. I mean, he's in other it's stories and books. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, the mustaches. Yeah, the mustache is there too. Yeah. With the maintenance it must have taken to like mm-hmm. keep a mustache like that up mm-hmm. in the 1500s, 1600s. Right. He would be proud. <laughs> he right. would be proud. Yeah. Again, this is set in the 1930s. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It was uh, uh, it's actually a sci-fi novel right. when it came out. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but uh, so like this mustache, the one that Finney has is like oiled and you know or waxed or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very well taken care of. But what I I a detail that I wanted to point out, and I don't know if this appears in the book, but I love 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 it, and I remember it since seeing it since childhood, is that at night when Hercule Poirot goes to sleep, he wears a mustache cot. <laughs> Like a sheath? Yeah. Is there two? One for each side? Oh, yeah. Oh, come It's on. like a thing that goes and ties behind his head to protect his mustache. From what? The elements. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> a mustache is it's supposed to protect you from the elements. Well, apparently you don't love your mustache yeah, the way that Hercule <laughs> Poirot I mean, loves his. I'll take a blade to mine. Yeah, if that's it right. makes me mad for a moment, you just mow it down. I'll just ruthlessly, yeah, cut it down in its prime. Thousands of hairs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Silenced in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> to to paraphrase uh-huh. uh, Star Wars. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, oh, was that Rogue One? That was uh, yeah, Rogue One, <laughs> Star Wars. They might Rogue have said that Rogue also One. in Rogue One. Ah, why not? Yeah. There was, in fact, thousands of lives silenced in a moment. Yeah, but it was millions in the picture, but yes. Yeah. You're right. Um, Lauren Bacall is in Murder on the Orient Express, the Good original. Good-looking lady. Good. A Does grand dame a of grand the cinema. A grand dame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, younger here, you know, in this picture, because it was 1974, but um, she's playing the role that went to Michelle Pfeiffer. To the fight. In the, yeah, exactly. Well cast on all sides. I think so. How old uh, is Fife? Ah, ooh, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> that's that's not a good idea to guess. Uh, but you're gonna check on that, and I will say that Lauren Bacall has um, gravitas that I don't really associate with Michelle Pfeiffer. I think she's beautiful. I think she's gonna carry that well. But as far as like. Y- I, at least, don't think of her as a woman who's been, like, pampered and privileged. Oh, I see what you're saying. I could be wrong. But that she, so she, that's, she was, like, so rich, she doesn't know how the world works yeah. in, in the original. Mm-hmm. It is hard for me to wrap yeah. that around my head for Pfeiffer mm-hmm. based on the roles that she has played. Right. Doesn't She's mean that she can't do it. like a kind of scrappy, tough ass. Yeah. Agreed. You know, Batgirl. But maybe they're Cat taking... Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl. Alicia <laughs> <laughs> mm, Silverstone. Yeah, but maybe they're taking the, the character in a slightly different direction. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Ingrid Bergman uh, plays Greta Olsen in 
this picture. Yeah. The character is slightly changed um, in the Murder on the Orient Express, the two th- to 2017. The character's name is uh, Pilar Estrovados, and it's being this is played by Penelope, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Um, the idea is that she's a missionary, um, so she's very plain down, you know. I didn't recognize her. Right. The, when I oh was yeah, watching you the trailer, did I did ask who, who yeah. is that, and then you said one of the women you think is the most attractive stars of all time, <laughs> who's also a killer actor, actor yeah. performer in great movies all over the place. Lover. So I'm really excited she's in it. And it and it's true, uh, too, of Ingrid Bergman. You know, they made her very plain in this picture, and she's older in in 1974. You know, she had been in Hitchcock movies in the 40s, uh, but she's beautiful. You know, and it also kind of connects to what they've been doing with Penelope Cruz, really her entire career, which is um, making her into kind of um, g- g- giving her roles that connect her to starlets of yesteryear. Like um, in Vanilla Sky, she was compared to Audrey Hepburn, and uh, in this, I'm sure that there, you know, people are going to be talking about her performance versus Ingrid Bergman's performance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's that the hope, because you you think this is that's interesting movie. You think this movie was made Oscar bait to win Oscars, and you think that's why this cast exists because Branagh got on the horn. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, friends, do you like Oscars? Do you like Oscars? Yeah, because I want one, and you've gotten one in the past. And my thought is that if I get all of you in there, <laughs> yeah. I might get one. That's right. <laughs> And they uh, couldn't resist. And maybe you'll get another. Yeah. Well, God bless. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know? Obviously, that's any good sales pitch. you got to put an incentive. There, no one's going to be in a movie just to get Branagh nope. an Oscar. Because you know what their first reply would be? Mm. Is this Kevin Klein? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And if not, uh, then why? Can you give me Kevin Klein's yeah. number? <laughs> you know who I want to win another Oscar? Mm-hmm. Or Anne? Not sure about Kevin Klein's Oscar career. Doesn't seem like he's won one. I don't think so, no. But he should. Oh, my gosh. She should have won whatever Branagh got nominated for. Mm-hmm. A Fish Called Wanda. Yes. Should have won for that French I Kiss. Agree. A yeah. French Kiss. I don't Come know. on now. I don't know about <laughs> French Kiss. Um, and so uh, next is uh, Sean Connery. And here he plays Colonel Arbuthnot. <laughs> this is, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, he was in the wars. And... Uh, no, you did pretty good with that. Oh, thank you. Arbuthnot. Arbu- Arbuthnot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing. This is an Indian character that Sean Connery is playing. Okay. And in 2017, being played by Leslie Odom Jr. So they're... Who you might know two from for two. Hamleton. Yeah, Hamleton. That's the right. The American musical Hamleton. <laughs> yeah. This is the original Burr. He was the original Aaron Burr, or at least the one on the soundtrack. I don't know. Oh no, I, I, I think he's. I think he originated well, the just, role. You know, we're not sure. You don't we're need to fact check us, but unless you're listening to this, Anthony Odom Jr. Then give us a call. You know what? Even if you're listening to this, Leslie Odom Jr. Oh God, I just can't get a name right today. <laughs> no, but fact check is fact check. Fact check. <laughs> at least we can do it now. Thank God, you're <laughs> rather here. than yeah, um, yeah. And so uh, that that's gonna be. I'm interested to see what happens with that because Sean Connery didn't really do any, much of an Indian accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you so think he's going to sing? We'll see. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, of course. I yes. mean, it is Branagh. Mm-hmm. The man's made a musical or two. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. 
Um, let's see who else is in the picture. Um, oh, so Anthony Perkins is playing the character that's uh, going to Josh Gad, and man, it's interesting because the I kept watching Anthony Perkins playing this role, and he plays a secretary to the deceased. That's that's his connection to the the deceased character. Um, he plays a secretary, and this is like, you know, uh, Anthony Perkins is kind of known for being guy next door, kind of with a dark secret. Like that's his thing. What else is he in besides Psycho? He's not in much, actually. Yeah, okay. So yeah. he's known for being. No, no, no. Well, but before that, he was in. Before Psycho, he was cast straight up as guy next door, smiling dude, and that's why he had that cachet. Got it. That okay, yeah, okay. that uh, uh, that uh, Hitchcock <laughs> cast him yeah. to play the character that he plays in Psycho. And Gad has been cast in this because well-known he, mother issues. He's yeah, exactly. He's um. He's a friendly, f- you know, friendly face. Certainly, you do not imagine deviousness coming out of Josh Gad. Right. Like, he's a, I mean, he's in. Guileless. Yes. Right. Original Book of Mormon, um, mm-hmm. originator of the role mm. of uh, Elder. Price. I don't know. Which which one is he? Not Elder Price. Okay, good. But he's the dumb one. That's uh-huh. the second lead. Yes. Um, And then. <laughs> Other movies he's in. He was in the, that uh, sketch show with Billy Crystal that wasn't a sketch show. Right. What was that called? Oh. The Sketch Artist. I, I, d- I do know what you're talking about, but yeah, I don't know what the name of the show was. Um, uh, and then and even then, he plays himself in kind of a buffoon. Right. Kind well, of an ass, kind well, of a jerk, but all like well-intentioned and not really realizing it. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine, but not murder. Most recently, he was the um, LeFou in the live-action Beauty and the Beast, and we oh. were just talking about, yeah. Oh, and before we get too far off of it, actually, I want to make another connection to earlier conversation, which is uh, in the 1974 uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Ingrid Bergman is in the picture. Ingrid Bergman is the mother of Isabella Rossellini, <laughs> which we were talking oh. about. Just, just The real-life mother. Yes. Mother in real life with uh, Roberto know. Rossellini. Um, yeah. Uh, just just wanted to mention Oprah? that as an aside. No big deal. <laughs> Oma. Oprah? Uma. <laughs> Got any gum? And so three, peop- three people are loving this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Richard Widmark. Uh, it, he was in a lot of gangster pictures, and here plays a gangster. Um, the role that's going to Johnny Depp. Uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting because I didn't see a whole lot of Johnny Depp in that trailer that we watched. No, he was quiet. But Which was a unique thing for Johnny Depp. Well, but honestly, I'll give it to you straight. And here I want to talk about Johnny Depp. Okay. So lay it down. He is a chameleon. You know, he, he really changes up his appearance and his affectation in a lot of the pictures that he's in. This is true. But here, it just looked like uh, the Whitey Bulger characterization. Like, honestly. Yeah. He's doing a gangster, and it l- he was sneering just like he did in the Whitey Bulger picture. I don't even remember what it, the name of it is I think now. it's called Whitey. Um, Could be. Yeah, hard to say. 
just sneering. Yeah, well, here's the thing about Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Throughout my uh, movie watching life, mm. which is you know, the entirety of it, watching Scarface. <laughs> Your life, yeah. My, uh, I was watching Scarface when I was two or three years old. Okay. So I used to like to call it gun movie. <coughs> okay. Like, I want to watch gun movie, and my <laughs> parents would put it on. Great choice. That's right. Um, Good parents. So Johnny Depp has been great and horrible all and and lots of things in between. Yep. Um, you know, so what's what's Depp in Gilbert Grape? It's just a guy, kind of. That's a DiCaprio movie, more when. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. he's he's background to Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. Yeah, for and, sure. And then you have, um, you know, the drug movie. <laughs> Blow. Okay. No, the other drug movie. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Where he plays the writer, Hunter S. Thompson. Oh sure, Fear and Loathing yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and like yeah. this is great. This is he looks the same, but like this is not. Oh, but he's Johnny Depp is. He's acting. Is like he's acting, and it's actually a great movie. Yeah. Um, Blow. He plays a little straight. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little closer to the chest. Yeah. Um, and then I will admit this. When Pirates of the Caribbean came out, uh-huh. I was like, that's good. He's good. This He's is fun. Doing something different, yeah. Um, four movies later, you know, that is a Still nearly something different. aneurysm-causing film <laughs> at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't watch those. He's all over the place. And then he fell victim, ultimately, why I kind of hate him. Mm. Um, why I kind of hate his performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know him. Okay. I haven't seen him. Um, it's been a while. He's not out yet. <laughs> it's just a trailer. Um, <laughs> is he became part of the the Tim Burton must-haves. Yeah. Where he was in every Tim Burton movie, whether it made sense or no right. sense, and Tim Burton, who can make some of the best, can also really throw out some of the worst. And as soon as he agreed to be in Sweeney Todd, he should have had his uh, SAG after a card revoked. <laughs> because he should have said no just yeah, for the I'm, good of the, I'm gir- good of the for world. This. Yeah. This is I mean, have you ever seen Sweeney Todd live? Oh yeah. I mean Sweeney Todd oh, I fell in love with it. needs to crush vocally. Uh-huh. And uh sure. he obviously is not capable of that, which is not his fault. Mm-mm. But you gotta understand your limits, y'all. Mm. So you th- you think that they would have been better served with not necessarily a different actor or uh, not no. that, but uh, Definitely a different actor, but a stronger s- casting a stronger singer rather than casting on acting ability. Uh, yeah. Just curious. Yes. Also, okay. so like, I don't necessarily think that Johnny Depp's acting. Oh, he's pushes, way arch in pushes that picture. Things. Yeah. You know, like he no. can play a character, mm-hmm. but if that character isn't kind of like in itself cartoonishly interesting. Right. Like Hunter S. Thompson. Mm-hmm. Like Jack Edward Sparrow, Hands. Like Edward Scissorhands. Who he can embody this character, but if that character yeah. itself isn't like, ooh, what's happening over there? Where Sweeney Todd is more of a like, I don't know, you're just like a killer. Make me interested. Mm. I think he struggles with that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, I like think Secret the character Window, of... Yeah. <laughs> which I actually like. But I, th- I think that great. the character of Sweeney Todd does have an interesting interior life. You know, he's he's... A driven, oh, you know, struggling. Hugely compelled. Yeah. Um, so, like, Johnny Depp is a real hit or miss That's lately. Fair. But yeah. he's a great tipper, I hear. He's a great tipper? Okay. Yeah. That's excellent. No, and, you know, the way that I look at, like, um, Dark Shadows and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. we've talked about it on the podcast before, is that they had a great time making that movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's, you know, Johnny Depp and Tim Burton 
best friends doing what they do again. You know, having a great time. And I don't always have to watch that. No, right. It's just like you don't need to watch Ocean 64. No. Which is coming out next week for the Nintendo 64 game console. That's right. Um, I think that's probably all I want to say about that's it. Uh, that's a lot of names about the things. A lot of uh, movies we talked about. Yeah, a lot of pointless tangents on my part. That's okay. That's right. that's what we're here for. We're here oh, to have this that conversation. Is in fact, <laughs> what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so check it out. Go uh, go see Murder on the Orient Express in theaters. But before you do, see Clue and see Murder on the Orient Express, nineteen seventy four. Yeah. Or what have they brought? Um, like a, a a portable device to uh-huh. the movie theater uh-huh. and watched both Murder on the Orient Expresses at the same time. Ooh! You could do a shot for shot comparison. Ooh! So do that, and okay. when you get kicked out of the theater, tell them the Living Room Film Festival told Send me to. <laughs> yeah. If right. you're mad about it, write them at uh-huh. Joe. That's at right. Yeah. Right dot com. Please do. And check out more episodes of our podcast at thelrffpodcast.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. We would appreciate it. Right back. Please don't leave that in, Mike. Please <laughs> leave that in, Mike. <laughs> Think about it.